0: Welcome to Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit podcast, where we help people explore the power of herbs to create optimal wellness and strengthen their spiritual practice so they can feel healthy and connected. Herbal information provided in this podcast is meant for educational purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of professional medical advice. Hey everybody, welcome to the Herbs Podcast. I have a guest today. Her name is Michelle Anthony and she owns Bliss Tonic. Now this is a little bit of a different podcast because Michelle's not necessarily like an herbalist or a botanist or anything, but we are doing some similar work together Um, in terms of we're in the same realm of using these terms and playing with the archetypes of priestess, healer, oracle, witch, and so many other beautiful energies out there. So welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Thank you so
1: much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yes, Michelle and I, uh, we are in the same area. We live in the same city, basically. And So we have had face-to-face interactions over the years. We've done some fun, creative things together. And uh, maybe we should tell her. Maybe we should just, I'll just say, I did a burlesque routine for uh, Michelle's, um, (laughs) for an opening, for a fundraiser to help start, start your studio, right? Was that what it was for?
1: Yeah, yeah, we were transitioning from like a shared space. So I also own an aerial studio called Moonrise Aerials. And we were transitioning from a shared space to our own studio space. So yeah, we did a little burlesque show fundraiser to, to help us raise funds to get like from to get this place transition from a a coffee like not a coffee shop like a roaster <laughs> there was coffee everywhere so anyways uh, from a roaster studio to an aerial studio yeah so you're
0: you're a performer an artist I mean you you have so much beautiful things that you're doing and I've been following your shadow priestess um, information so you have this program coming up. And um, we'll be talking about that in a little bit too. And I've just seen these amazing like quotes you've put out there. And I'm like, yes, that is absolutely like how I see you, how I feel your energy. And also I feel so much intersection with like um, my upcoming liberate um, herbal, uh, learn herbal wisdom with the archetypes, liberating the healer priestess, which this webinar I have coming up and some other offerings mm. I'm coming up with soon. And I'm just like, wow, this is so interesting how like somebody who is not like in the herbalism field so much, you know, doesn't necessarily you, you do stuff with plants and herbs. I know that, but mm-hmm. um, but you know how much intersection we have. So that's what I want to like talk about today. Yeah, I love
1: that you said that. And like, yeah, I mean, obviously I use herbs in my in my spell work and And stuff like that but yeah that's I have a lot of herbalist friends (laughs) um but yeah I love that you're resonating with kind of the energy I've been stepping into with yes the oracle witch priestess vibes and just before we get into some of that what how about you do
0: a little introduction of yourself (laughs) like who would you say you are at this point in your life
1: What would you like? Yes, of course. Yeah. So I would say I like my Instagram bio says I'm a life coach for humans with a little alien emoji Um, and paradox queen. I live in the realm of paradox from this perspective of traditional like tantric philosophy. Um, And so that's definitely where a lot of my spiritual understanding is rooted in um, is in yeah, Vedic philosophy. Um, and yeah, I do yoga education. I'm a sensual goddess. I teach pole classes and embodiment, sensual embodiment, kind of all over the place. I like doing, I like doing a lot of things, but, um, primarily I just like love helping women get into their bodies and step into this. Yeah. We're going to talk about this, but this like their own inner Oracle. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I just was um, at an online conference and you did an embodiment like session and I I just watched the replay and just watching and doing the replay was amazing. This like embodiment work and I, I have trouble explaining uh, yeah. embodiment work, but when you <laughs> do it, you're just like, oh, there it is. So I'm just curious if you could describe it in words what embodiment
1: is. Yeah, I like to think about it as like bringing the inner work into the body. Um whether it's like shadow work, whether it is um building your intuition, building presence, you know, even, you know, calling things into your life, being with what is. Um in a way that you are bringing it into the realm of sensation. Um and we play with that sensation. We either you know, go deeply into it. We exaggerate it. We express it. We bring certain energies or qualities or textures to it in order to just like really create some magic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I will be really talking about in the learn herbal (laughs) is, gosh, learn herbal wisdom with the archetypes. Is that exact same thing where for me and I've seen lots of people do this too when we learn herbalism it's all about like it's outside of us like the the books and the the remedies and and but how do we bring that back into our being because that's that's who we are it's not just something we do it's something who we are so archetypes are a fun way I think to play with it to start getting us to reel it back in because what you know in our dominant society and a The dominant paradigm we live in, it's all about what's outside of ourselves and what we can get and these physical things. So I think, like you said, embodiment is about, okay, let's bring it back to ourselves. Like, what does this really feel like? And I think that there's a lot of work to get ourselves back into our feelings,
1: into our body. Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, just spirituality itself has been so like packaged commodified and sold especially recently i mean perhaps always and 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 obviously i believe like in exchange and that feels right to me but yeah you're right there's this like um there's an emphasis all around us now and it's cool that spirituality is like rippling out into mainstream like i think that's a good thing and it can easily, um, stay there. It can stay in the, like the clothing, it can stay in the, like wearing mala beads, but not using them. It can stay in this, like having herbs, (laughs) but like not knowing what to do with them, but you just saw something on TikTok, And so you had to buy it. Like it just kind of sometimes stays at that surface level. Um, and yeah, I just think it's, it, it's cool that it's mainstream and yet it's doing such a disservice to ourselves really. And, and not to mention, you know, the cultures that we're kind of borrowing this wisdom from.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's like we're, we're bringing the same mindset that we're trying to use a mindset to change or alchemize something in our lives with this spirituality, but then we continue to use that same kind of thinking and uh, then we try to think our way through how to bring the spirituality in and really there's there's many more layers to that Um, (laughs) and I think that one of the parts of this work with archetypes and embodiment is that we will come up with feelings and thoughts that don't feel completely right quote-unquote they feel a bit weird or wrong or they don't seem to fit into like you said the commodification of what they're seeing and one of your quotes is this the real shadow work is about catching feelings of wrongness holding yourself through them and choosing to see another away
1: <laughs> yeah who said that <laughs> yeah
0: channeled that one through <laughs> but that the idea mm-hmm. of catching our feelings of wrongness I, I'm wondering uh, can you talk to us more about that?
1: I could talk forever about all the ways I make my own self wrong. And I think that's like what makes me this expert. I'm an expert in feeling like I'm perpetually doing something wrong, going to be caught, doing something wrong, going to be seen as wrong or not good enough, or bad, and, like, these are, to me, like, these core wounds that we have that show up in a million different ways, and it's just, like, this inner child of, like, I must be doing something bad, I must be wrong, and how, like, that, especially in a society that values, like, logic, reasoning like there is a right and there is a wrong and this is why I call myself a paradox queen because I so live in this gray area of in between that yeah and so there's this element of I'm wrong for eating this I'm wrong for even like I don't know the difference between like me drinking my coffee until I'm shaky and then being like oh yeah I should eat like To me, like I could totally make myself wrong for that. And instead I'm like, it's kind of fun. I don't know. Like if I want to stop, I'll stop. (laughs) Like I just enjoy my coffee in the morning and sometimes my habits change. But when I make myself wrong for whatever I'm doing, there's an underlying guilt and shame that lives in my body. There's a shrinking that happens in my, like how I present to the world and how I like show up. Um, And so, yeah, we can all perhaps like sense the places where we are making ourselves wrong. And typically it's like, and you'll see so much of this when we enter into the new year, right? Of like, I'm going to do better at this. I'm going to, you know, and we see what happens. We see the guilt and shame. We see we're marketed to because of that. You know, we fall away after a month or two because at an identity level, we are, Making these changes from a place of feeling like where we are now is either wrong or not good enough. And so, when we can start to do this work of bringing wholeness and complete acceptance to all the parts of ourselves that we feel, and most of this is subconscious, right? It's in the body and it's at a subconscious level, it's in the nervous system level. And you know, that's a piece of just like the spiritual work is to bring more and more awareness to our subtle experiences, to the realm of the mind. Like that's, that's yoga (laughs) is to be like, oh, wow, I'm identifying with my thoughts instead of realizing that I have a choice, making new neural pathways. So yeah, that's a little bit. About that, that quote and, and even just the work I do in this world and, and what we're going to be diving into in Shadow Priestess. And we do that with the good things too. Like we even make the things we are like calling ourselves a witch or an oracle, like if that feels a little bit scary, then there's this wrongness and this wrongness shows up also in the places we judge other people and what we think like others are doing wrong or shaming them for so it's a full circle thing
0: yeah the paradox of it all <laughs> like oh there's so much good stuff in there and <clears throat> when i talk about the healer priestess witch um the plant priestess the green witch the herbal healer that's the same thing like people will think like i can't be a healer because a healer is this i can't um witches don't exist priestesses don't exist But yet something kind of sparks them to be like, I really, that word, like, there's like a remembrance there. But yet at the same time, there's all this like, oh, that doesn't feel right. And they have pictures of like, you know, like, oh my gosh, in, in um, political, the political world, I really am so tired of people here saying like, oh, that's just a witch truck. That's just a, what do they say? That's (laughs) just a... A Um, witch
1: hunt or whatever, yeah, whatever. I'm
0: like, yeah, but you're using this word in a way that that you act like there is no witch. There's just so much going on there, Mm. and I'm just thinking, well, that doesn't help when people actually identify with that energy, with that role, with that word. And so, yeah, there's so much shame and wrongness that happens. And I like how you say, like, hold yourself through those feelings, Mm -hmm. and that's something that I think. Um, I think there's a lot of work to be done there. It's like, how do we (laughs) hold those feelings? I, I'm assuming that's what some of your shadow priestess programs about. And also, um, I think that's where the power of the alchemy, alchemizing it, not making it better or right, but just being able to dissolve some of that in a way that you feel like you can make medicine from your own feelings of wrongness.
1: Oh, there's so much to say around that, and yeah, that's the great work. Is like, sure, we can like mend, and it always starts. You know, I feel like the trajectory of shadow work, and even in my own journey and my own sharing and teachings, has been from like, okay, now that I know this thought pattern, I know where it came from. I've discovered the root of like, oh, my dad said this thing, and I have this memory, and that now I'm this way and then you know maybe there's at first there's blame maybe they're at first there's all of these things that come up and then we're like okay now that I know what I should fix it and I even remember listening to like podcasts of like just knowing the reason why you're poor oh my gosh it just heals it and it's like <laughs> okay why isn't this working then because bitch I figured it out um got to the root. I know why. (laughs) Um, And then it's just like, then there's like, okay, healing the thought pattern and trying to stop the thought, you know, when you catch yourself and not react in a different way. And like, you know, there's all this element of fixing that we're trying to do in that, like healing in that like progress. And that's also okay. And then there's this like, almost like maturity of, a recognition and an acceptance while also actively trying to do the least amount of harm via projection and reacting into the world. Um, and that's like the fine line. That's the paradox. It's a fine line of like, yes, love and accept ourselves, but also like, let's do better too, you know, like as far as the the karmic ripples we're creating into the, in the world, like when we know better, we can do better, but also We can love ourselves no matter where we are on that spectrum. And so like, as far as to answer your question, how do we hold ourselves through that? I love embodiment because like you said, and this is a quote from the yoga sutras is you can't fix a problem from the same mind that created it. Um, And so what, how we, we can't, how do we do that? well, we don't just think our way to be like, okay, now I have to have a different mind. How do we have a different mind? We can work with that mind-body connection. the And and we can do that through nervous system regulation techniques. We can do that through embodiment practice and going into the physical sensation at the most basic level. When you have a thought like that or when something comes up or when you're triggered, Find the sensation in your body and take a few breaths, go into it. Is there an emotion? Is there a texture? Is it a contraction? Is it an expansion? Is it a a flutter? Like describe it out loud, even is such a powerful technique. And then, Hold yourself through it breathe it like physically give yourself a hug and rock back and forth is a way to regulate our nervous system and that's how we like are okay we're not trying to like change the sensation or make it go away but you know when we actually go into the emotion or the as a physical sensation we it doesn't last that long last maybe like 90 to 120 seconds and. And that's the alchemy It's like, Oh, I love you. I totally see why you're reacting this way. Like we got this, like we just ride the wave and maybe we like express it or dramatize it. And it, there is that alchemy, you know, and there's this really beautiful story of, yeah, I'll like make it as short as possible, but Shiva basically saving <laughs> the world by consuming the poison alchemizing it in his throat center becoming the medicine Um, and so something about consuming the poison from this perspective is is really healing so we can consume our own poison and the the longer you do this work the less scary that becomes the more you do this work in community the more you recognize we all have the same base things of that wrong, bad, not enough. And we all have intrusive thoughts that we're adding meaning to. And I just think that that's not talked about enough. It's like, of course the yoga sutra says like, you're not your thoughts, but I just think that there's so many places where we are making ourselves wrong for for having even a thought it's like Mm -hmm. oh god and we shut it out versus going in and being like oh yeah you're human it kind of sucks being human sometimes like we're all kind of like oh we like pain and suffering and like yeah so it's 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 powerful alchemy yeah yeah that is so
0: so good there so many things Mm, (laughs) where do I want to go with that while you were talking (laughs) I was like a really good example of embodiment or of going to, and sitting holding yourself through the pain of feeling your feelings of wrongness um is really I, I was thinking about somebody in birth like when I was in uh you know having contractions I literally thought can I just take a Tylenol and this will make it all go better?" be better but I was like no you're in labor like there is no running from this yes we have pharmaceuticals to help us but if you feel the contraction coming, you just mm. l- let it come. You can't run from it and it will pass. Now that's an extreme example of like sitting with yeah. a discomfort because that discomfort can go on for many hours. But the idea of like, you know, our emotional pain um, mm-hmm. or our our feeling of like being triggered by something around us um and wanting something to be changed about others or about ourselves like if we just sit a minute with it and just try not to react to it in that moment um yeah there's some there's some sort of shift that does that does happen and to bring this back around to like herbal wisdom for people that I know that like don't seem to like kind of gain momentum with their herbal journey and their their life it it'll, they just be like well i just don't have enough i just don't have enough time I don't mm. have enough energy. I don't have enough. It's like well you do have enough. Like your what you have right now is enough. Like you mm. you can be your your green witch self with your, you know, potted plants on your step. Like that's enough. We don't have to be any more than that because that's what we've been taught. We have to be more. We have to have a business and a wardrobe and all these shelves of books and whatever that look exactly like they say we should look like but we we need to kind of sit with some of those shadows about why we think we have to do certain things in order to be our authentic
1: selves if that makes any sense <laughs> absolutely it does it's so funny like you say that because like I got stuff for a little spell work and I'm like okay I have rosemary in my cupboard I have cloves like even if it's just powder like I've got that in my cupboard apples oranges and all I had to buy was cinnamon sticks and now I have a simmer pot and I can do so much with that I can like have my house smell good while I make it I can like paint my door and bless it with that like and I I just I follow this one um witch on Instagram. And she is like an herbalist that like, I don't know what that really cheap brand of like spices is like McCormick. Is that it? Mm-hmm. She's like the McCormick witch or something. And it's just like <laughs> cheap, whatever, like you really like, there's a spectrum. And when we make ourselves wrong for being like buying the cheap spice versus like the organic, like I grew it myself and like, it's got so much part, and like, that's beautiful. Also, beautiful to buy the cheapest spice and do and just do what you need to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because what do you think all of these healers and oracles and priestesses and whatnot were doing all before? <laughs> before the big box stores and airplanes and everything. We used what was around us, like right was under mm-hmm. our feet and our fingertips because the magic is here everywhere.
1: Yes. 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 Absolutely. And like even just to bring this into another example of like when we catch ourselves in that feeling of wrongness, like even like, Oh, my friend gave me a weird look. Are they mad at me? And I know so many women and then we stew. And what we have to realize is like, Oh, we're stewing. There's a sensation in my body. And it's like, Ooh, this is what it feels like. Here's what I'm making it mean. Like they must be mad at me. I, I, either don't like them or they don't like me or I want to reject them before they reject me like all of these things and instead I can just be like hmm that's okay like I'm okay right now I'm safe they're okay you know and obviously there's a conversation of like respect or boundaries or whatever that can be had but like they're enough too (laughs) and they are wherever they are I don't need to make meaning where there isn't meaning I'm enough and if you can hold that like we can change the fucking world. We can change the world. If we can just be like, I'm enough, you're enough, like your way is okay. Even, you know, even if it's like harmful, like I'm okay. Like we're all just creating this web of good, bad, right, wrong together. That is the human experience. And like the more we can peel that apart and just accept people where they're at, accept that, you know, wherever they're operating, from is the best that they can offer at this moment
0: yeah yeah you, you hold you're holding that sensation presently in your body before you react and like you said it could change the world if we all could just like own our feeling for a second like what does this feel like in my body right now just hold, take a minute mm-hmm. just take a second yeah. to like feel it before we react and that that pause is not always easy when you mm-hmm. want to react and fix it and, and especially mm-hmm. when we think of extreme situations where ho- like physical and you know systems of injustice right. happening. we you know but that's where that sh- that rub is for me like I want to fix it but it's so big I can't fix it so I'm just going to shut down instead like you know, I can't stop everybody from saying, you know, this is just a witch hunt and devaluing <laughs> and putting bad words on these beautiful ways of life. But I can go back in myself and and come back into my own presence and think and, and do and be who I want to be, because like like you said, this this is the part that can like change yeah. the world in my priestess training. We call this the sacred third. It's not the right. It's not the wrong. What is the sacred third?
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. And to even like bring it back to plants, like whatever you're trying to fix with the plants, like, and here's just another aspect of this is like, whatever shitty thing you're trying to fix about your life. What if that's your Dharma? Like, what if like you can just, what if it never goes away? What if it never changes? can you love yourself still? Can you accept yourself still? Can you learn to be okay with where you're at? Because then that's what changes the relationship with the plant, right? From like, what's it good for Google it, like fix me, how much do I have to take? How many drops? Like, versus being like, I'm okay. And look at this beautiful plant ally that can support me on this journey of being okay.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like what? I'm learning these plants so I can fix myself. Okay, well, and <laughs> and plants are more than crisis healing. There's mm. there's more that's going on there. Um, so that's that's another thing that's coming up yeah. in the learn herbal wisdom with the archetypes is yeah, just thinking about things like you said. We don't have to just fix. We it's not all about yeah. fixing. It's also about nurturing.
1: Yeah. And it makes the, all of life feel more sacred, not just like, oh, I see life as sacred. Like, no, you feel the sacredness in all of life when you can actually integrate that philosophy.
0: Yes, integrate it, <laughs> re, in, yeah, reintegrate it, <laughs> put it back into your, mm. your being. Yeah. And one of the things I'm going to kind of wrap some yeah. of these threads that we've Um, Got here into this next quote, which I'm sure is one of your quotes, and I'm sure we could talk about it for a long time as well. Just like that last one, one uh, we talked about. (laughs) I told you, I pulled like two quotes from your Instagram, and I was like, that's enough. That's all we need to talk about. (laughs) Um, So this one is You're ready to hear the rumble of your inner oracle instead of waiting for the scraps of external validation. Oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> can we just all have a moment with that one instead mm. of waiting for the scraps of external validation that just like sits so well in my body I just want to cry too this. <laughs> mm.
1: yes 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 like what would that feel like in your body you know if you were to actually and like how I always like paradox that is and I so love validation Like you're pulling all these quotes and I'm like, yeah, it feels good. What am I famous (laughs) now? Like, (laughs) you know, like, and that's okay. Like we don't have, like, yeah, just like bringing that to the table too, but like not needing it. And that because that like inner stability. Mm, Yeah. I love that.
0: You said the paradox, but I also love external validation and how do we live, (laughs) you know, how we live with both is. Mm -hmm. Um, the both, the and, the all over the place. And here's a quick example. I have this very vivid memory of feeling in my body. I must've been in my twenties. And uh, I'm trying to get back to this memory here of what was actually happening. But I remember saying to my my (laughs) husband now, he's my husband now. And I said to him, I love plants and gardening, but I also love getting my nails done. And I don't know how to choose. And he's just like, the most dry Mm. voice you can think of was, why can't you just have both? And I was like, (laughs) whoa, because I had this idea of who Mm. I, you know, what it looked like to be a horticulturist or a botanist or an ethnobotanist, all these like roles, right? I had like, if I'm going to love and save the plants and be with them and be with plant connection, I can never have a chemical touch my body so yeah that's the paradox there's so much paradox and um that's the cool thing like there's all these colors and diversity of of being
1: yes yeah and I think too like even just like bringing that into archetypes of like in and even in the realm of social media how we put certain influencers into this category And I feel like even influencers themselves feel like they have to like, well, I'm a health influencer, like, how shameful would it be to post me eating hot Cheeto mac and cheese? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, you know, and I think that's where the real work is, the alchemy is. And I feel you, I'm a nail hair, like chemical peel kind of (laughs) gal, and I only eat organic except when I'm eating out. Like I only buy organic alternatives of all of my favorite junk foods, like, (laughs) and cereals. And so, yeah, it's like, definitely it's the and. Yeah. And like, even just bringing it into like feeling the rumble of your inner Oracle and (laughs) right. Going to see a psychic and sometimes like I know there's like, personally, like I, yeah, I, 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 it's hard for me, (laughs) first of all, to find a psychic or intuitive that I, I can resonate with. And even the ones I don't, I get so much value. I get so much inner validation. I get so much, I get, I get something from it no matter what. And that's exactly like this archetype of like being this priestess is like she can take in anything and accept it as sacred
0: Mm. wow (laughs) yeah accept yeah yes accept it as sacred and see see the sacred third the fourth the fifth the sixth all of Mm. the, the facets there's it's yeah it's beautiful so what is the Shadow Priestess program you have coming up? Can you tell us about that?
1: I can tell you a little bit about it. Um, so it is a three month container where we are gathering as a coven of twenty five women and doing this work, sharing in in circle some of those shadowy pieces. and also integrating our wisdom, our truth, our power, our confidence, because I feel like, you know, like I said, this like progress of shadow work of like going to our depths, finding that like, ugh, ew, like I would be so ashamed if I said this out loud, but it's also not just the dark parts of ourselves. It's like, I'm a witch that takes. <laughs> That takes some courage to start to admit, or to, for even me to claim 25 women into this circle, it might not happen. Like, and that's the truth. And there's nothing shameful if it doesn't. And I just think that we have to start integrating our power as much as we start integrating our shadow. And that's this kind of like next level priestess path that I'm going to be guiding these women through. We had a little Halloween pre-sale um and I'm going to be opening the doors here probably in the next month, probably in December. Um but yeah, this is the work we're going through. It's going to take shape in a pre-recorded online course and Every other week, we're having calls. So it's probably going to be about ninety minute calls to two hours every other week with an integration week in between. and in in that in between space, we are connecting in WhatsApp. I'm a voice message person. Some people are typers, but I'm like, I want to like speak it. That's just the way um I prefer to to do this work. Typing just takes too long. my thoughts go <laughs> so fast. so, we connect in whatsapp voice messages we can share wins we can you know share what's going on how we're alchemizing life and just like have this kind of like coven um throughout the whole three months um so yeah that's kind of like the the container of it um and then just like that process of alchemy that you cannot quantify you can't like ooh what is that you know even just when you're like how do i describe what happened in that embodiment practice like And you really can't because it's a journey in and of itself. It's an inner alchemy that the moment you put words to, it's like, I I don't know. It's just who you become and then you become and then who you become and then who you become every practice every week. and So it's going to include lots of embodiment practices, circle time, connection. Yeah. And we're going to be starting I believe the end of January. I just I just say that cuz I'm going to feel it out um when when we get a little bit closer but right now that's what I'm feeling is probably starting on on January 28th.
0: Yeah, and I would just say for anybody that's listening um and considering working with Michelle Michelle like when you say like working with Shadow it's not necessarily about like let's find out what's wrong with you and fix you because when Mm -hmm. any interactions that I've had with you and there's been some where we've um, been in the moment of some interesting situations and it's just like okay this is what's happening it's not you you don't make it feel bad or good you just are like okay let's explore this this and then let's just acknowledge this and let's sit with it and let's kind of just like play with it. I, I imagine you like holding a crystal and just like turning it and be like, oh, this side is interesting. And that's, like mm-hmm. get a little bit more sparkle. Um, and so when I hear shadow priestess, I think about looking at those things and feeling those things within our lives that we just really haven't given attention to. And we just want to mm-hmm. look at them. We just want to go into the basement in the attics of ourselves and be like, what has been here that I've wanted to claim? Nah. Or maybe move shift out or maybe turn into something else or realize it's medicine Mm. and not um, something that's actually harmful to me and I think that a container uh, doing that work in a container with Michelle is going to be like really it's going to be medicine
1: Mm, thank you so much for that (laughs) I totally I totally received that And like, yeah, exactly what you said, like, and I can, I can say this because I have integrated this and like, I've like, just to give you like a little bit of my journey, I have been like a shrinking people pleaser of like, you know, like so anxious to talk to people and to like, oh, like, you know, for example, like I grew up wealthy and people in school would always, oh, like rich girl, rich girl, you know, like, and I'd be like, no, no, I don't no, no you know, and I would always deny it while my brothers would brag. And so I just be like, shrink myself, you know, to fit whatever. Um, And now I can say, you know, I can claim the parts of myself that are both bad, quote unquote, and good. And I can definitely say that I am not, I have done so much work on judgment. I'm probably the least judgmental person I know doesn't mean that I don't judge people absolutely not I just like catch myself in that um but like whatever you can bring to me whatever honest truth you're afraid to look at in the basement of yourself like I see you and it's totally okay and if you're not ready to go all the way there yet that's okay too like I'm not gonna force you I'm not gonna like you know, like nag or pick, we're going to like, just get there in a way that gets you closer to your power. Because yeah, when we're like, afraid to go there, we're leaving so much of our power on the table. And what I've discovered through this process is that, you know, that inner Oracle, like she actually lives in the body. It's, it's an embodied thing. Um, And the more we can be in our body and sit with what is in, in deeper presence and deeper felt sensation, like our Oracle awakens and our ability to confront difficult situ- situations in reality becomes so much more like, like, you know, whatever we bring to the table, it's okay. Even if it's just me, like confronting a man who like i don't know like i'll just give a little example i was parking outside of my Thai, a Thai restaurant i go to all the time and this like man pulled up and there was like several spots in front but he just took this one but i like assumed he was going to pull forward so i went behind him and there was a bus coming and so it was like ah and then so i was like okay i guess i'll like go in front of you and like parallel park <laughs> like rude but whatever and i did a little like oh I'm like, that's okay. The part of me that's like a little like angry. Okay. Love that too. But he saw me do that symbol and he like came up to my car. He was like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like that's a perfectly legal parking spot. I'm like, nope, nope. And like, also, why are you coming up to my car? Like, I don't know. Like, that's not cool with me because you're a man approaching my vehicle. Not cool. Doesn't matter the context, like in an aggressive way too. And then turns out we both were going in to get takeout. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm like, cool, cool. Other me would wait in the car, you know, past me would be like, okay, I'm just going to wait because like, oh, he's going in there and he's getting takeout. So we have to go in the same section of the restaurant. And instead I just like went up to him and I was like, you didn't do anything wrong. I just like was expecting you to be considerate and that's okay. And he was like, oh, sorry, sorry, you know, and I just but I was like, you know, like, oh, like, <laughs> whatever, I brought my energy to it. And I just like confronted him. And he ended up apologizing, apologizing, but like, I I wouldn't have done that in the past, you know, and there was people there, I was like, I'm not gonna make a scene, but like, this is anyways, so. Yeah, up spoke, for myself.
0: You spoke yeah. your truth, you know, you spoke your <laughs> truth, and you did it in a way that not necessarily was meant to provoke not, you, right. know, you weren't thinking outside your body, like, I need this thing to happen so I feel better about <laughs> myself. You were just like, okay, this would make me feel more whole or, you know, more authentic <laughs> and be able to continue with what you were doing rather than shrink in your car.
1: Because, like, that is a whole piece of this is recognizing all of the fawning we do, especially like, I primarily want to work with women because we fawn. Or we like shrink. There's so many things that we do as women to feel safe that our nervous system is actually communicating with our subconscious programming. It's not like we're thinking this is going to happen. It's the body's response, um, to like what is safe and what is not safe and we can shift that like body's definition of baseline safety of baseline joy like we can alchemize that in our body um, and so yeah like even this like what do we call it um, no fawn no fawn practice or like practicing rejection or there's so many practices that we can do in the world and so for me that practice was like I'm going to confront this head on or like when you're walking down the street and a man is walking like I'm going to not move out of the way I'm going to not smile at people as they pass by because that's just my like you know like safety or little responses that I do and so when you like do practices like this like for me this was a spiritual practice being like yo you didn't do anything wrong, but I expected you to be considerate and you weren't. And that's why I reacted that way. And it wasn't cool to like angrily approach my vehicle. Like, like, you know, that was my, like not moving out of the way for the, for the man and not people pleasing and not trying to, you know, stroke his ego or just for safety. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, being able to just use our voice and being able Mm -hmm. to feel where we're at and these are all like really helpful things for our life and this is also something I'm going to be sharing about and learn herbal wisdom with the archetypes and this is something you are going to be sharing with in your shadow priestess program
1: yeah I would love to hear like just like hearing hearing you talk about the different archetypes that you're gonna be like obviously going in depth into. Um, but I would love to hear like what you what is the difference between like which oracle priestess, if oh you God, can. Who like who I'm super just... curious
0: we're shifted the podcast. Where I'm now being interviewed. <laughs> this is, this
1: is is that, I love it. I, no, it's like my one question. I was like, yeah. no, I really want to hear what you have to say about it. Cause I,
0: yeah, yeah. So this is an interesting thing too, because for me, the archetypes aren't, um, they're not static, right? I think mm. of them as actually like puffs of clouds where they don't have definition and they sometimes okay. blend into each other. So I just want to presence that, that you can't put them in a box, even though we try. <laughs> because that's what humans do. We like to have a mm. uh, definition and boundaries. But for me, the healer, which uh, for the herbal pathway is the herbal healer. The healer is, I got this energy of, of nurturance, of using herbs um, and being in resonance with ways to, to help soothe yourself. And the green witch uh, soothe yourself and others you know you're helping to mend you're mending you're mending the mm-hmm. bonds of your nature spirituality you're mending you're mending something and you're also mm-hmm. keeping things together by by nurturing them and mm-hmm. you know helping yourself a- ahead of time um and then for the the witch the witch is really like hands in the dirt there's there for the herbal pathway it's the green witch they they very much want to be in connection with the outside. And there's more of an an acceptance of the darkness and the, the mm. cauldron and a little bit more like almost wildness, where they're they're a little bit more in some ways I feel more embodied when I think about the, the witch. The witch is just like mm. primal goddess. Mm. Um and I think of the the healer as like the the goddess of compassion. Mm-hmm. and then with the priestess the priestess is really um the plant priestess is like you you mentioned this kind of too like the priestess is like a vessel like you're you're bringing in the the message you're bridging the gap mm-hmm. between the seen and the unseen and you're bridging the gap between the humans and the plants and trying to oracle that in a way that can be um seen and heard and felt and 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 used so so each of them, I think, as having their own kind of tools and symbols and and ways to to embody mm. each of them. And um, part of the Learn Herbal Wisdom with the Archetypes, is we have a three-day workshop um, afterwards. That's only $13, but we'll be actually, like, doing some things with their symbols to help activate it.
1: Mm. I love that. I love that. And I feel like, too, like, Oracle, Oracle is like this direct communion that in a lot of ways for a long time in the patriarchal society is been um not only like frowned upon but seen as a sin especially for us women And in in cultures around the world, not just Christianity, this is like a break of the, the Vedic practices too, of which yoga was born, was like the priest would come do the rituals, the priest would come do the, you know, whatever, and then Tantra comes along and it's like you, you can, you not only is to the body right and, and good and useful and not sinful, but like you have direct access to God in your body. And to me, that's this like Oracle and priestess energy is, is direct communion.
0: Uh, Yeah. Communion is a really good word for, Mm. for priestess. And of of course they all, all those archetypes can have their own ways to Oracle and things like that. But Mm. um but of course those any of those ways that you've you've mentioned, um they're about power within and self-authority. Mm-hmm. And if there's a group of people that want to come in and subvert and push their power over another group, if that group is saying, Well, wait a minute, we have our self-authority, we listen toward the plants, we listen to a spirit, we listen to our bodies, you know, we're good here. We use that to inform our the way we mm-hmm. lead our lives. Um, of course they would want to destroy that. There's been, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course they would. Cause they, they don't see that as a way that they can control and manipulate for their own ways. Yeah. So rather than communally making a communal decision with everybody's voice being heard. And again, there's so much paradox in that too, because I also, uh-huh. believe, I also believe it's helpful to have a leader that kind of leaderships, you know, to kind of help make decisions and kind of bring the group into
1: coherence for some time too so and without the Um, suffering there is no inner power without the oppression there is no sovereignty and like this is something that I really sat with so I did a beautiful communion with moonflower the datura and consumed a little bit of the flower essence while sitting with the plant under the like full moon. <laughs> and it was a straight up psychedelic trip. And it like the, the, the flower like spoke to me of this paradox of like, we don't like, it showed me these two sides, like this line and these two sides in the spectrum of like, you know, the war and the peace. And it's like, we don't win by choosing a side. Like we, we just don't, we get to have play with them both because as a part of the human condition, both are necessary and it's, there's suffering involved. There's like really nasty stuff in the world, you know, and without that, there's no beauty. And so like, Oh, there's so, it's such a fine line of like, and it just, yeah, there's so much, so many ways we could go with this of like the alt-right pipeline and like, you know, all of that that. stuff. But like, I just like, and I, a part of me has been afraid to fully speak on these things because of, because of that, because I don't want to be like thrown in to a category that perhaps that I don't like feel like I fit in. Um, but the truth is that it is a fine line and we do need both. And that's the tantric way and why tantra is like widely misunderstood.
0: Interesting. Yeah. When I think of yeah, Datura, for those of you <laughs> who are listening, please don't just go consume it. She's uh <laughs> I was talking about the flower essence of it. And I hear right. that in fact I know the people who were I know yes. I was Yeah, I was you, you know, know who I was with. with. Yeah
1: you know my witches
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) so just the Torah is a potent a potent plant and widely misunderstood at the same time and the idea that um you know when I hear the word oppression I think of like oh we need oppression in the world and and this for Mm -hmm. me is like we don't need the oppression that that is from power over people right we all we have our own oppression that happens and um challenging things happen to us every day just as a matter of living life and our perspectives and what you know we're talking about this right our shadow work and Mm -hmm. the things that we live with every day that we we want to alchemize so this idea that we need both is like i think of datura like just reminding us that it all exists it Mm -hmm. all exists together and some of it what is your challenge is somebody's medicine, and what somebody's medicine is your challenge, and and it's all and nothing all at the same time. And and in the priestess way, we say we like we are all we we are all priestess, and we are not priestess. We are all this, and we are not all that, all mm. at the same time. And it makes our minds just like what is happening? What yeah. are you talking about? But yeah, it's it's a really fascinating place to be and the archetypes Mm -hmm. really help us like you said play with these energies and look at the different um,
1: facets of them and I think the like the nuance is you know our power what do we do with our power then if it all exists if there's no bad there's no good if there's no like you know oppression there's no sovereignty and it doesn't mean like people can take that and be like well but oppression is bad I want to fight you know and like of course of course we can accept both and want to make the world a better place and it starts by going within and being like where am I doing this and accepting that about yourself exactly and then moving forward and like because the truth is we all have those qualities that we want to change about the world within ourselves. And that's where all of the work is.
0: Yes. Yes. There it is. That will save the world as well.
1: (laughs) That nugget right there. That's doing the Lord's work. (laughs) But I keep saying it's like, it's so silly, but like it is, it's like whatever. And that's the thing is like living your life is the work then. No matter what you do and what you're engaging with and what practices you're doing, like if you live your life in that way, we are just like playing with the paradox and making choices that align with perhaps your power or the highest truth or the good that you want to see in the world. Like you don't have to just sink into hopelessness and I think that's like that's that line between like okay it all exists, and it's all a part of the human condition am I gonna take away all bad things am I gonna take away all oppression am I gonna like and then good will win over evil and yeah you know but it's like we can still take action we don't have to just sink into hopelessness
0: right in in knowing And I think this, this theme that keeps coming back through this whole um, episode is about bringing our focus from looking outside ourselves all the time. Mm. Like, how can I be this thing? And how do I um, be more spiritual? And what do I have to do, do, Mm. do, do? And I see the oppression and I see the the things outside myself, but we're really, I think we're really talking about like, okay, come back, come back in here. Because this is this body and this being we have right here in this vessel, is really where it all begins. And I think that's my biggest message with herbal wisdom right now mm. is that we all can be here. There's self authority and trust mm. and plant connection that can happen right in, if, within ourselves without having to always ask somebody else what do I use this plant for? What is the symbolism? What is this? What is it? What is it? Tell Mm. me, tell me. It's like, okay, let's let our bodies inform us. And we can be safe without ingesting
1: poisonous plants at the same time. You know, there's that paradox. I love it right which that Torah is poisonous so yeah like you said <laughs> like it's a very poisonous plant and it was like a single drop of anointing and a single drop on like of how widely diluted yes yeah, yeah.
0: So. I would say that Torah <laughs> has its poison and it has its medicine mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. it said to you it's all and it has more than this or that which mm-hmm. is really cool about herbal wisdom yes mm-hmm. oh my goodness <laughs> is there anything else you would like to say before we wrap up, including, including um, how people can find you?
1: Yes. Uh, I would just say if this conversation feels overwhelming or like, how do I, you know, integrate this? Just remember that, like, perhaps even that voice that's saying that inside you is a piece of you trying to make yourself wrong for not taking it all in. And so like this recognition that this is a lifelong process, let it come to you in pieces, let it, you know, whatever you soak in now is enough. Um, So just know that like whatever herbal wisdom you have now is enough. Like where you are now is enough. You are perfectly imperfect exactly as you are now. Um, and as far as ways to, to work with me, uh, yeah, for this month, I have two dates that I'm offering Akashic office hours. So opening up my inner Oracle for you. Um, and yeah, if you don't know, Akashic records is a way that I do readings without, um, tarot cards. So just open up your, your specific unique souls imprint um, and you can ask questions. I work with the masters of the Akashic records and doing, um, activations, a unique kind of like energy work that I'm like a, a co co-conspirator on, um, more than I am like doing Reiki, which I'm, I'm a Reiki master teacher, but it's just something that I don't necessarily resonate with anymore. Um, so anyways, I have a couple of spots open, um, later this month. Um, and then yeah, shadow priestess, the doors will be open perhaps here in a little bit. Not sure when this episode will be released, um, but all of this, I'm primarily on Instagram. That's like my website essentially. And that's at bliss tonic niche. I'm sure you can put a link in the show notes um, and then just send me a DM there. I love connecting with people there. So that's my primary place that I, I like to send people.
0: Yes. I will put your links in the show notes. Cool for sure. And thank you so much for having this brave, vulnerable, delicious, embodied conversation. I think did all sorts of fun weaving for people to pick up the threads and explore themselves.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This is this is like the best way to to start my day. Is these kind of intimate conversations just light me up so much. So thanks for thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much. We'll talk to you uh, again sometime. Sure, I can see us having more. Conversations since I'm following you on Instagram, and I'm just going to pick quotes and make you feel happy and famous about yourself.
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you oh my gosh. Yes, please.
0: <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. FullCircleHerbals.com and the Facebook page Full Circle Herbals.